listening to Swinging Down Under, a podcast about the swinging, non-monogamous lifestyle, from two crazy Australians with over four years of lifestyle antics to keep you entertained, informed, angry, happy and horny. Join our international swinging adventures. And welcome. I'm C, crazy female Australian Sheila and believer of all things love, balance and sexy times. And this is Dee. I'll be doing my best to keep the dad jokes to a minimum, which is probably going to be highly unlikely. Along with that, I'll keep seeing check where I can. Did I mention I'm a pilot? We'll be your podcast host for today, so sit back and enjoy the sweet, sweet melodies. Hey everyone and welcome back to Swinging Down Under. This is episode 93. Today is a fantastic interview that we actually had with Sex Uninterrupted, but it is a little bit different. We actually gave the reins over to Sex Uninterrupted to interview us. And this is about some recent solo play that we've had. So Daryl went and had an MFM, a male-female-male threesome, with some good friend of ours, and he played separately. And this was really new for us, so we wanted to take the opportunity to talk about it on the podcast but in a little bit of a different way because if you get other people to interview you, we figured they're going to ask some different questions and give a little bit of a different opinion and a different flavor to things. So thank you very much to James and Tara again. You'll hear from them soon when we talk all about our experiences, playing separately, playing solo, and Daryl having a fantastic threesome. So that is coming up soon. Before we get into the interview, though, as always, just a couple of updates that I wanted to share with you today. We have recently been on two other podcasts. So I was on a podcast with Debbie from The Uncomfortable Blog, and that's episode number 31. And we were talking about masturbation and about self-pleasure. So if you want to go and check out that episode, you want to hear about me talking about masturbation, you can head over to The Uncomfortable Blog, and I will also put the uh, links in for today's episode show notes as well. So if you don't remember, just click on the links down underneath this podcast episode. We also had a fantastic discussion on Friday the 13th with Tristan Taramino. Now, Tristan Taramino is a sex educator and is also the host of the weekly show Sex Out Loud on Voice America. It was a fantastic time. We got up super early because we were over in Myanmar in the morning and we just spoke about what it means to us to be ethically non-monogamous, what it means to travel the world, travel around Asia and some countries where perhaps even sex toys are illegal. So we really want to thank Tristan for having us on the Sex Out Loud podcast when we reached out to her to see if she was interested in having us on the show and uh, she returned our um, messages. You know, we were really, really humbled to be part of that. So you can head over to Sex Out Loud uh, Friday the 13th Unlucky for some, apparently lucky for Swinging Down Under. And listen to Daryl and I talk to Tristan about everything to do with non-monogamy. We also had some fantastic uh, people dial in and actually on the live radio show as well. So head over there and check that out. Now, an update on Miami as well. So we are so excited about Podcaster Palooza in Miami in May 2020. We are now actually a third of the way sold out. But more importantly, we have actually new sponsors, and I wanted to mention these guys. So Playhouse LV are a members-only exclusive club and event host in Las Vegas, and they've just come on as a sponsor for Podcaster Palooza. So we really are humbled by the support that these people are giving us for this event next year. It is our um, inaugural event, so thank you very much, guys. And, of course, Double Date Nation are our naming sponsor as well. So thank you very much to those two for making the event something spectacular. We are really, really humbled by the support from the content creators, just the community out there, and of course, also fantastic brands like these. So as I mentioned, we are a third of the way sold out. So if you're interested in joining 
us at Podcaster Palooza. You can go online, www.podcast-a-palooza.com and check it out. Now, lastly, we have no new Patreons this uh, this episode to talk about, but uh, if you do want to sign up to Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash swinging down under. I am about to actually publish an article on adapting and changing your swing style. So Daryl and I have recently undergone some changes to the way that we're approaching the lifestyle. We will be recording a podcast actually in about three to four episodes on this and how we've adapted and how things have perhaps changed a little bit over the years for us. So that's uh, to come. And we've had a lot of changes recently and looking a lot into how we've been approaching the lifestyle down here in Asia and how we need to probably adapt a little bit or make things a little bit differently than what we might do in Australia or the United States. So that's coming up and that's on patreon.com forward slash swinging down under if you want to join us over there okay let's now get into the episode we want to thank you james and tara again from sex uninterrupted go and check out their podcast their radio show on voice america thank you for taking the time out of your day to interview daryl and i about this threesome and i hope you guys enjoy this we'd love to hear your feedback as always itunes reviews emails please bring it on guys have a fantastic day we'll talk to you all soon Hi guys, welcome back. We are here with James and Tara from Sex Uninterrupted. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us on your show. Yeah, thank you. All the way over from Canada. Now, Canada has many locations. Canada. Uh, you know, one of which is Toronto. And there's other ones other than Toronto. Isn't isn't that right, Tara? <laughs> there's, Always. there's a few others. There are. There's Vancouver. <laughs> So James and Tara obviously are in Canada and we are talking to them super early in the morning over here with coffee at the helm and it's obviously their, uh, their afternoon so they've taken time out of their day to come and talk to us about uh, You're talking at this threesomes. time of the morning, you really are. Thank you again guys, really appreciate it. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. I like this different perspective of uh, getting to see Daryl in the morning because... Uh, he is not a morning yeah. person. <laughs> One of these days, mate, scratch, no. one of these days you'll be able to roll over and look me in the eyes early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Have that'll, a bro moment. I'm hoping that'll be sometime soon, man. <laughs> good, good. What we're doing today is a little bit different. Uh, we're actually going to hand over to James and Tara to interview us uh, about a recent uh, threesome with some solo play involved. We thought it would be a new perspective. So I'm going to give the ball straight to you guys. James and Tara from Sex Uninterrupted, you are officially doing a reverse uh, swinging down under. How does that even work? Reverse swinging down under? Well, it's just like a reverse cowgirl, cowgirl but with the guy on top. With a lot of veggie. So it would be up, upright <laughs> swinging. Upright Who can swinging. be sure? Right. <laughs> I'll draw a picture for you. So you guys, um, did you, so when I'm obviously like, we're just going to go into a dynamic of thinking about like your guys's relationship mm-hmm. in relation to somewhat ours and how you guys got to the point where you are. Mm-hmm. So Is how long have you guys been in the lifestyle? Five years now. We've been in lifestyle for five years. Um, we've been together for 10 and so just over 10. So more than half of our time together now has been in non-monogamous relationship. Sweet. And so did you guys start out playing together? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. It, in fact, it's kind of odd odd for us that we don't is the uh, honest yeah. answer. I think that would be like the toughest thing for us because a big thing for us is watching each other experience pleasure and it would take like that whole level out. Yeah, I think that's – well, that's certainly the same for me. In fact, when – if the, the instances where – where Kate has played alone, I'm actually, I still request things like video and photos so that I can see what's going on. Um, I think. Yeah, to remain connected and involved, right? Yeah, but I think that's probably something a little different about this session with me is that you weren't interested in that. 
Not, not what, wanting, weren't interested, but it wasn't your thing. Yeah, that, that's an interesting distinction, actually. And you guys might be asking about this later, but, uh, you know, with Daryl's recent, um, play, I, I didn't have a desire to, you know, get photos and videos and feel like that. Like, I was cool without it. And that's just a difference of us. It's not a, a bad thing or a right thing or a <laughs> wrong thing. It's just that I wasn't, it's not something that, that, you know, I particularly want, need, desire or anything like that, where it is, as it is for him, it's a big driver and he enjoys it and he watches it later and, you know, uses it for his own sexual pleasure. So bit of a difference, right? My own yeah. sexual pleasure. I've never heard the term masturbation, masturbation. made to sound so good. Dirty, dirty wanking. Well, like, Daryl, have you played alone before or is this the, the first this time? This is the first time, yeah. Very, very first okay. time, yeah. So then have you experienced? Have you like explored maybe sending photos or would you explore that in the future to see if possibly that's something that you might like or is that just like Oh no, I like it. 100%. I think Oh no, I like it. I I think the problem here is that it's it's more that Kate's not particularly interested in receiving it. No, I, it's a question for her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you I started know you, with, like it. you started with Daryl. <laughs> well, yeah, and then <laughs> Well, I'm talking to both. You can't address the question to me and then. And then well, you answered me. it and then I asked another. Okay, a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's always right, Daryl. Just move on. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I don't. Honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, yes, that's probably something that we would explore if the opportunity arises again because like anything, a new sex toy or a new sex position or a new sexual partner, you don't know what you're going to like until you experience it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think absolutely. You know, and then how I respond to that being am I sexually aroused or not or is it just like, oh, cool, they're having fun, you know, who, who, who knows? I wouldn't know that until mm-hmm. it's kind of I'm facing it really. Yeah, because think- some people get really turned on by that. Yeah. Well, certainly I do. That's the compersion aspect, right? Of seeing your significant other happy, satisfied, fulfilled. Yes. That sort of aspect, right? But I wanted to go back to, so you guys started out playing together and you've had odd times where Kate has played alone. This is your first time playing alone, Daryl. How long do you think it took, like in an evolutionary scale, not necessarily in a timeline, Mm -hmm. but how long did it take for you guys to start being comfortable enough or develop enough communication and comfortability to start? To start playing alone. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few aspects of this. For starters, for me, and I, I think I'm speaking for both of us here, but I'll be um, told if I'm not, the the idea of us just playing solo with anyone is still not something we're comfortable with. Um, general, well, not generally. All of the people that we've played with solo, whether it's Kate or myself, have been people that we've played with together previously. And, that would be one of my and, other questions. And they're, mm-hmm. people, and they're people that we trust you know, that, that we both trust and we both know that there wouldn't be anything untoward. Um, certainly for me, one of the concerns with Kate playing alone is that she's comfortable and doesn't end up doing something that she feels obligated to do rather than actually wanting to do. So that's mm-hmm. that aspect of it for me means that I have to know and trust the people that she's with. Um, whether that will change in future, I don't know. Maybe that will evolve as well, but... Right now, I need to understand who they are and what they're about, and actually have the the ability to to know that they're not going to do anything that will um, upset her. So about yeah. about the how did we get to that point, or how long did it take us, or you know what were the conversations? I probably say that Daryl started talking about a fantasy 
of some role play of me, you know, picking up a guy in a bar and then kind of taking him back to the room or being away on a business trip and, you know, um, setting up with his permission, of course, like some sort of video and then sending it to Daryl. That was a fantasy role play that we'd mm-hmm. spoken about, I'm going to say maybe one year before I actually had um, some solo play. And again, as he mentioned, with it wasn't in that exact scenario that he brought forward. It was with people that we, we'd known before. But it took a lot of um, initial conversation, you know, how to – how to make sure that we were both comfortable in that. And it's not just down to, you know, him saying, I want you to go do this and me needing to make sure that he's getting what he wanted, you know, i.e. videos, lead up, flirting. It was about me and me feeling comfortable as well. You know, I think, yes, it's a good idea to try and help your partner in maybe some of their desires as well, but without pushing your own personal boundaries too far to the point of where it's an actual boundary break, you know, maybe just a boundary flex. So, that mm-hmm. probably took, I think, about a year of me feeling comfortable and him feeling comfortable and us actually communicating what we both needed, wanted and desired to be able to make it work. Yes. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so it did, it did take some time and some communication, some understanding and frankly, probably a little bit of pushing as well. You know, boundaries are not easy to bend, um, mm-hmm. they're, they're, especially when there's something like that. So that, that certainly took a little bit of time for us to rationalize that we could go go down this track without anything going wrong which is the most well, important very, thing right that's very much like us honestly um we like still don't play alone and it takes us a long time to become comfortable with specific people and it's only people that we've have a consistent relationship with because i think that goes to that comfortability level um daryl this is a question for you for me um, my previous relationships, I wasn't necessarily the most honest individual. I was call myself a cheater. Um, I wasn't able to express the things that I wanted to express. So I went and did them otherwise without telling my significant other. Ever since I got into non-monogamy, I've realized that I never want to go back to that place because now I have a partner that I can discuss all of this shit with and I can actually talk about it all and I can actually bring it to the forefront of the conversation and say, hey, you know, I'm feeling like I'm not getting enough or hey, I'd like to try this or hey, and we can have those conversations. But what I've realized with playing alone, I've never wanted to go back to a place where I felt like I was cheating. Mm. Yeah. So even though you weren't. So I don't know about you, but is there a is there some sort of drawback that you take that you think that there might be something that might come between the two of you in playing alone? The only concern I had is that um, you know, it, it, just like you, I suppose historically, my significant other has offered me. Um, and not necessarily sexually, but you know, a, a day out with the guys, for example. Do you, do you want to? I'm going to go. I'm going to have a night out, and and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then you suffer the consequences of it afterward. You know, I think yeah. I think a lot of us have have been mm-hmm. put in that position that we're trying you mean to. Like, you mean out drinking and stuff? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But just <laughs> trying to trying to guess trying to guess whether you are actually going to pay a penalty for things sometimes sometime in the future is something that a lot of relationships have to deal with um mm-hmm. and certainly all of my non-monogamous relationships have been exactly like that you know where i've had oh, sorry all my monogamous relationships have been exactly like that where i have to guess whether this is going to be a problem or not and and certainly this time around with me playing solo i needed to i felt uncomfortable in the yes answer so I spent right. an awful lot of time trying mm-hmm. to figure out whether that yes was an actual yes or whether it was a yes because I feel guilty that I've done it and you haven't or some, yeah. you know, some other thing that mm-hmm. was going to eventually. If it was authentic. Yeah. Some other mm-hmm. thing that was eventually going to bite me in the ass. Now that's not anything to do with Kate. That's more to do with me and my history, history 
and getting burnt and you, know, you, you hit a dog with a stick often enough and all you have to do is pull out the stick and they know what's coming, you know, is the best mm-hmm. way to see it. So that that's what – that's exactly – and given your cat experience this morning with yeah. the bell, um, it's actually – Fairly apt description. So, yeah, that that's something that I had to get around as well, and and actually be be trusting that Kate would not lose her shit post solo play. Well, and that is it's really interesting too because it goes to the dynamic of Kate you not wanting to have pictures. Yeah, right. For me, that would be wanting to share this experience with her while I'm going through it. Right, mm-hmm. like, yep. and that's just that aspect. Right. I don't know how I would feel about it. I think in like that's the Gemini in me. One side of me would be like, "Yes, yeah, send me all the pictures. I want to know everything." And the other side would be like, "No, because that possibly could trigger something too." Yeah, it's actually funny because so, um, when he heard me say about the photos and videos, it wasn't me saying, "Don't send them. I don't want to see them, or it's going to make me mad, or I'm really against them." I actually was saying, "I don't need them. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I I need." So I think there's a distinct difference, and I actually said to him in one of the text messages just before he was going in, I said, hey, don't don't shame me for not wanting pictures and videos because we were struggling with the fact that that's something he desires mm-hmm. and needs and wants. And then I was – and because I said, You're hey, different. I'm different and I don't like – you know, I'm not – Either, either way, like I'm not, uh, I'm on the fence about it. You know, you don't need to, or you do need to. And so he, then he took that as I didn't want, and therefore maybe I don't want this scenario to happen as well. And I actually did say to him, I'm like, don't shame me for my sexual preferences. And he wrote back, he's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm not shaming you. <laughs> I could just picture that. Yeah, that was a bit rough. That was, uh, I don't know that. Before you go into perfect timing, Kate. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, three minutes before the start, you know, so. Yeah, that was that like was an interesting. Aren't already at an all time high. <laughs> yeah, don't don't shame me. Yeah, okay, so how th- did you feel afterwards? Like, did you? Um, I, I was wondering when I was going to get the the text message of like, hey, you know, we're we're finished now, or hey, we're lying here, you know. Afterwards, that, I was wondering when that was going to come. So I recall looking at my phone about I'm going to say like one hour later, and I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. It's still playing, like cool. And but actually, that I think they just stopped, and he hadn't yet texted me. So at that point, like I wasn't angry about it. I was just like, oh, look at that, you know. So I was just waiting for him to text me and then tell me, hey, we're done, or hey, we did this, and then offer some kind of information about it. And he didn't offer that information up front. Like I had to then we spoke later on the phone. Maybe I'm going to say two hours after it happened. I I was needing to like really. It was like getting blood out of a stone. Like, hey, what did you do? Oh, and what positions did you do? And then he'd be like, oh, we had sex. Like, cool, cool, but like, wh- like, how did it happen? What did you do? Did you go down on her? You know, like that took a bit. He wouldn't, he wasn't offering that up to me. I had to really get it out of him. And even just because pictures well, are easier for him to describe. Well, not even just that. That goes to the whole point of, um, you thinking that you might get in trouble for saying something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, totally. <laughs> Yeah, that's, like that's that, where that it's built. Comes back around, right? Yeah. Like, and you're you're worried about how she's going to take it, how she's going to react. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. I did get I, it. Did I, because again, you know, we we even even in our our journey, you know, I've I've done some things, or we've we've done some things that we didn't realize were actually going to be a problem for the other person. You know, um, and then, for example, I came in somebody's mouth and, and that, uh, that really upset Kate and we weren't, 
really it didn't, it didn't upset me it just took me for a spin because again you don't know how you're going to react to something until you see it and the first time he did it i was like fuck that happened you know like we hadn't thought about to discuss it and it was real super early mm-hmm. on i remember just saying to him like until a circumstance happens you don't know how you're going to react and that's why even with this like he was worried about me you know getting upset after and as i actually we spoke about this briefly on your podcast in naughty in new orleans which was how many times mm-hmm. do you have to say yes it's okay before the person will just take you at face value and then if that person gets shitty at you then you know they need to call me on my shit like if i came back and I was angry at him. I was like, how could you do that? You know, and he said, well, you told me to, like, he needs to call me on my shit. But equally, mm-hmm. if, if I've come back and I go, I, I know I said yes, but shit now, after the fact, you know, all these emotions are happening. This is how I feel. I don't think that we're ready for this. Probably let's not do it again. You know, that's when he would respect that boundary. But, you know, I think it would be unfair for a person to come back and be like, you know, you did that. And, you know, if they just said, you fucking told me to. It is unfair, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah, but you got to be And, and that doesn't mean it won't happen because it, you, you can understand that, you know, it, it's all very, very easy to say something up front. It's easy to use words. And then when the emotions become involved, everything changes, right? So that was mm-hmm. my concern. And that's what I've been caught and burnt by in the past. So, you know, you, you, again, with the dog and stick analogy, it's, it's kind of what you're expecting almost. So that you're absolutely right. The reason that I was not forthcoming with what had happened, you know, ultimately was because I was concerned that I may have done something wrong, you know, in, in inverted commas. And then Kate's like, just tell me, fuck. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> Why much. Why are you not telling me? <laughs> yeah, that was pr- pretty much how it went. But, uh, and then, and then she starts second guessing and thinking a yeah. little bit too much about, well, did you do something that I might not be okay with? Uh, actually, no, I didn't do that. I knew what he was going through. So when that all happened and I was trying to get information out of him, I stopped pushing him because I could tell that he was living in an uncomfortable space about this and he needed to process it. And I think that's super important. You know, it's like when you have a fight with your partner. I know we were talking to you guys about this too. Sometimes you can have that discussion up front. Sometimes you just need the person just to have their own space for a little bit. And so... You mean I, we've never had a fight? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> If what? I can start me we today, just, today. Agreements? We, to- we, we do, we, we don't either. <laughs> We're perfect. Halo. We um, haven't had a fight today. Yeah. It is, uh, <laughs> you know, seven o'clock AM. So oh, I love mornings like that. We have at least two of those a week <laughs> <laughs> right before he leaves for work. So, you. so it was, it, it was something that I, I could tell his resistance was because he needed to actually internally process it and he wasn't ready to talk to me yet. So I dropped it. We didn't talk about that because yeah. he was away. He was away from me in a whole other country for another four or five days. And oh I didn't, yeah, so we didn't get to connect. So I did not, I, di- I didn't press it anymore. I just let him until he came back, flew back into the country. And then I was, we went out for coffee, I think. And I was like, Hey, do you want to talk about it? Because I could tell he wasn't ready and I didn't want to push him. If he volunteered it during those four or five days, I would be receptive to it, but he didn't. So I just waited for him to come home and then it was more of a safer space. And I said, Hey, do you want to talk about this? I think that has a lot to do with the, the comfort that we have with the, the the particular couple that I played with as well, right? I mean, we've known them for nearly as long as we've been in the lifestyle. You know, they've proven to us more than once that they're friends first and, you know, swinging buddies second. You know, I, I have an afterthought, right? Yeah, I, I have I have no doubt if if we made the decision tomorrow to remove ourselves from this style this lifestyle, they would continue as lifelong friends. You know, that there'd be no difference in the way we act around them so i think that 
that really helped you a lot as well because I think you know even if you wanted to reach out to somebody, you, you could have reached out to one of them and they would have happily told you what went on. Oh, sure. With with no <laughs> with no reservations yeah. whatsoever around what it was and no concerns about they'd done something wrong because it's it honestly looking back now it wasn't really about. Kate's concern, it was more around mine as to why it wasn't discussed. You know? Well, and this goes to this whole thing about like, take your time, right? Like yeah. really understand you and take your to, time. Like, meet all these steps in the lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. We, we had this moment where, um, we had talked about fantasies and trying to have them fulfilled for one another. Like this is just one of the things. And, um, we had gotten to a point where, um, we had come close to a fantasy of mine, but didn't really reach the actual point of the fantasy of what I wanted. But what ended up happening afterwards was, is, is that I was kind of, again, kind of like you kind of reclused into myself, trying to think about process. the process and try to process everything that went on within that evening. And it took me a lot longer than it usually takes me. Because it was something brand new. It was something. And I was excited for him. I was like, yeah, you got your fantasy. Like, aren't you pumped? Aren't you excited? Like, <laughs> yay you, yay us. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it was just a whole dynamic of how it's interesting that like you take your time to process the whole dynamic of what happened. And then you're like, okay, now maybe I'm ready to say it. It's just like we talked about in New Orleans, like about just even saying sorry. You can say sorry. And, or somebody can give you the go ahead, but it's not until that actually happens. Do you actually realize whether or not it's going to be forgiven or you can actually go or feel like going and doing it? And here's something that I thought was interesting in this, this whole scenario. People out there are going to be. Able to- I'm just going to throw it out there and say it. We've got a clothing optional pool, hotel takeover coming up in Miami. We've only got 20 rooms left. And if this sounds like your tribe, your people, you wanting to have some fun for three nights, four days in the sun, come and join us May 31st to the 3rd of June. We've got We Got a Thing, Casual Swinger, Expansive Connection. We've got the Hump Day Quickies and we have That Hot Couple in GA. So three nights, four days of fun in the sun for our Swingers Hotel Takeover in Miami. This is the last time we're hitting this location. So come and join us. We would absolutely love to see you. I just announced the themes inside of our community and they are going to be banging. We've also got the Casual Toys Luxury Playroom in the penthouse that's coming back for 2024. It is definitely a sight to be seen. So if you're all about having a party but making connections with genuine community, come and join us in Miami, head to libertineevents.com and find your way to the Miami event. So 20 rooms left. We'd love to see you guys come and party, hang out with us this May, June in Miami Beach. Listening to this and I'm going to think Daryl got, he, he had sex, like he had a threesome without Kate, like, fuck yeah, like, bam, like, go you. Like, why would there be anything that you could even possibly need to think about? You fucking had sex with two other people. You had a threesome, like, that's fucking awesome. There's people out there that this is uh, like something beyond their wildest dreams. And they're going to be listening to this going, mm-hmm. why is there a problem here? And I think it's important to note that everybody's going to, you know, have different emotions, different feelings. And for Daryl, he needed to process that, like what you said, James, he's not cheating. This is not wrong. You know, that I'm not going to be angry about this. And those are all just real emotions that, that come up, you know, in these sorts of, I guess, non-monogamous relationships. Everybody's different, right? Yeah. And acknowledging those emotions is how you grow too, because if you stuff those away, it's either going to come out in like bad ways. I just, I understand because for me, it took, it's going to 
take for us a long time to figure out how we're going to change our rules and boundaries because like you guys, it's taken us a long fucking time to get where we are now. Yeah. And a lot of communication and a lot of breakdown Mm -hmm. and a lot of tears and a lot of, you know, fights and a lot of different stuff about how we progress in this lifestyle. And we're all going to progress differently. Yeah. And and I think the, the, the word, I, I have some some sort of problem with the word progression as well because I don't think there needs to be any. You know, yeah. if you come into it and you're happy with your, you know, with your adding a just adding a third to your relationship, and that's as far as you want to go, then that's it. That that you know, don't. There's no yeah. reason. You know, I think for some reason in this, and I've said this before. You know, it starts with a single for a lot of couples. You know, generally a single lady added to the group, um, and then or it might be like same room sex, soft yeah, swap. No, that's the generally the next step has yeah. become same room, then it's soft swap, and then it becomes full swap, and then you know, then the word DP or something else comes into that. You know, it's it's, it's almost like there's a, a stack of cards that 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 you're building and unless honestly unless you've got that foundational card set up right you're going to actually end up fairly uh, in a fairly uh, interesting relationship where you're possibly doing things that you're one not interested in or two Mm -hmm. actually really upset you and you're Mm -hmm. just internalizing that rather than just because it's you feel like you have to make that progression uh, can I be devil's advocate? I know we're getting a little bit off track, but I want to be devil's advocate about the word progression. I think progression can mean many things. I don't think it necessarily means moving forward or taking other. Th- I think it, progression can actually be within your own relationship and in your own emotions and in your own communication and in your own trust. That can be a progression in a relationship. You know, so when James is talking about like progression, I think you can take that and say, well, hey, it's because, you know, how many years ago they couldn't have even had these conversations about desires and the growth and everything else. And now you Mm -hmm. guys are having these, not only are you having the conversations, you're actually talking about, well, here's something I desire. How could this look in our relationship? What is the possibilities within our relationship? And that's a pretty big progression for a couple to make and just be super open and be like, hey, how could we maybe make this happen? And whether that's role play in the bedroom or role play in a bar um, doesn't even need to involve other people, but that's a pretty big progression. So bam, mic drop. I feel like I was just about to say that. <laughs> I feel like we're taking over our own podcast we and we should get back, back to back to sex no, uninterrupted. I, <laughs> do you guys have a desire to um continue playing alone? Like I know you guys are apart a lot, right? Like cuz you guys work and Yeah. Apart. So do you guys have a desire to do this again and go down this path again or is it kind of like well this is how it was or one time deal? Um no, I th- I think uh, ultimately with the right people we would consider this again certainly i would and i i, I know well, kate's ha, kate's had more than one experience and i actually quite enjoy watching that from afar you know being involved from a distance is quite exciting for me so i, I i'm from my side i would say yeah I, I would absolutely be happy for this to happen again and uh, actually, while you were just talking, about, I was actually going to pretend I was really angry with you saying that, and then I'm like, no, that's not a funny joke. So no, I'm not it's do not. That. <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> I'm like, at all. that's not a funny joke, Kate. Actually, as you were saying that, I was just going through and listening and and processing and thinking, do I want this to happen again? It's I'm going to bring up something that I haven't even spoken to you about. I think yes, but mm-hmm. for me, it would be an interesting avenue to explore that I would play with somebody and, and whatever that looks like. I, I don't, I don't know right now because I've just literally thought about it, but without sending video and photos to you. And then the flip side of that, do you know what I mean? So like, I know that's something that you need, but could there be an element of, um, freedom, if you will? Not freedom is probably not the right word. That's probably an exploded word, but an opportunity to see what that would look like, you know, with, with then and then being able to come back and tell you that story. You know, that's a possibility that I would, yeah, absolutely. Video evidence afterwards type deal 
Yeah, or like just just n- not necessarily needing to have because when we spoke about this and um, we, we fucked up with the communication because he was like, I'd like to see videos and photos, and I'm like, well, how many? And like, because I'm obviously you know very project focused, I was like, how many? How often? What do you need? Like, what you know? Because in my head, I'm like, if I don't do these exact things, then he's going to be angry or he's going to feel yeah. like disappointed. And so that's yeah. And so that was you know when these things are happening, when I'm talking about playing with somebody, I've got to I've got to tell the other people, hey, I need photos i need video because i need to fulfill so you feel that it's somewhat restrictive in in some cases that 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 you have to have that conversation and yeah we we kind of did touch on this we didn't really get to that level i i I don't really see an issue with that and and the the only thing for me is i i want to understand what happened and that's part of the excitement to me so with that being the case Mm -hmm. then I mean, it goes from taking videos to taking notes. Yeah. So <laughs> the answer to your question is yes, we probably would explore this. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't and what that shape looks like in the future. I have no idea. Yeah. We might play, play, <laughs> play alone, but separate, uh, play, play together, but alone. That makes right. no sense yeah. at all, but you know. It, that, that no, was- but like if you were at, if you were like Naughty New Orleans and you like went up with a couple and Kate was out like getting interviews on Bourbon Street. <laughs> It's a nice, um, nice solution to some of the issues that we face at Naughty New Orleans. Yes. Yeah, you can go take your afternoon. Actually, I, can I say I, I know at least one lady on the opposite end of this call that might want to stay in the hotel and hang out with me, and you can go and both do interviews on Bourbon Street. No, I, I, I like that you guys made a, and I don't even want to say progression, but it's kind of interesting that because there are people that start out playing alone mm-hmm. and then start doing it together because sometimes they're like, oh, I don't want to see my significant other in that light right and it's kind of really interesting to see daryl's perspective of saying i really want to see you in that and i really want to see you in that moment do you want to see me oh hell yeah oh fuck yeah <laughs> like I, I give encouragement when we're together like yeah fuck her good man get that pussy go like yeah. right like that's that's one of the things that i like about <laughs> one about the lifestyle about like you know cheering on other guys while they're fucking your wife that's just i don't know for me it's like Go get them, man. My, my wife is my favorite porn star. You know, that's what somebody's said to me before, and I totally agree with it. I mean, I really enjoy watching it. And, and, you know, those videos that you sent me from both occasions, videos and photos, are still something that still epically turned me on. And, and you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, what's interesting about this though is from the last solo play, they've been in the lifestyle for a very long time, but he's never had video of this, of his wife with somebody else. And he's like, I'm going to take the time here. You know, I've got time to, mm-hmm. to, to do this. So, and he's, he's like, this is one of my favorite things. So I'm, I'm hopeful that I've managed to, ha- managed to help him out with that as well, which I think I have. Well, everybody wins. But that's Yay. a big fantasy for a lot of people is to have, well, and a lot of people don't think about like whipping out your phone and taking video while you're having sex because you're in the mood of having sex, right? Yeah, because you're, you're too busy you're whipping out your dick, not the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, totally. I'm, it's a problem. I'm going to set this, I'm going to set up our diva light right at the end of the bed from now on and just stick the camera right there. Why not? Yep. Sounds good. Yep. No. <laughs> Live point. Don't do, do that, please. My God. Our bed just becomes a porn set every night. <laughs> no, not happening. Okay, fine then. But yes, yeah, so you just have to hide is, it better. He'll get punched in the balls. No. Yeah. Dick punch straight in the ball. Daryl, what advice do you have for guys that are looking to play alone in their relationship that maybe is still in the phases of like not playing alone, not playing alone? That's a really good question. I mean, it's a tough one to answer as well, because it comes down to every 
every well, couple's in- interaction, right? Um, I would say that the, the honesty is the most important part, as which is generally an underlying principle, I think, in this this style of relationship is that you have to be honest with yourself and with your partner. And, and again, that might cause some concerns or problems on the way through, but you, the only way to get through it is to discuss it and find out whether it's a, a boundary or a rule. If it's a rule, then, you know, it becomes a fantasy that will never be fulfilled. And that's, that's okay. I, I don't see that as an issue. If it's a rule in your relationship that that should never happen. If it's, if it's figured out that it's a boundary, then at least with boundaries, you've got some, some way to progress that and some way to discuss it. That becomes then the term, the, the you know, how do we figure out what, what we, how we can do this safely, you know, so it's right. all about safety. And I don't mean, you know, physical safety. I also mean emotionally, emotionally, it has to be safe for the both of you. I would say it's the conversation followed by possibly some action, followed by a quick understanding, quick, quick response to understanding as to how that felt for people. And it may be something as simple as testing the waters by exiting the room. You know, if you're, if you're in a, a four way scenario and as the person who's feeling less comfortable with this, Perhaps just leaving the room and going to the bathroom for a while or, you know, you know, getting a drink and just seeing, is this something that I'm capable emotionally of dealing with? And you may not be, or if you're not, then that's something you can discuss after the fact. But if you can walk away for a bit, yeah, if you can walk away for a bit and just test the waters and figure out whether it's, whether it hurts too much or whether there's an element, you know, I think even for me during Kate's solo play, I've found regularly that there's an element of both. You know, there's a, there's for, for, for two minutes, I'm jealous. And then for another right. two minutes and then two minutes after that, I'm rock hard thinking about exactly what's going on. And then it flips to shit. What if she's having more fun with them she, than she has ever had with me? You know, and then you flip back again to this is hot, you know, interesting that I don't know what's going on and it excites me. So it really, mm-hmm. I think getting out of the room is a good start and, and don't leave forever, but you know, ma- and make your partner aware that that's what's going to happen. I'm going to leave yeah, the room. Don't just peace out. Yep. And I'm going to leave the room. I'm going for, to the corner store to get a packet of smokes, honey. Yeah. yeah. Turns up again. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. So there's some time allotment to that. You know, I'm going to leave the room for for five minutes or something. You know, and I need you to be prepared for that. And then that five minutes, make sure it is five minutes, not twenty five. Because then, mm-hmm. if I was on the other end of that, I'd be sitting in the room going, "Oh fuck." Keep stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go? And when men get stressed out, there's typically something that follows in, in a play scenario, and that is a, yeah. a, an instant flaccid penis. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. The old performance issue. Mm-hmm. Kate, I did have a question for you. Um, do you have any recommendations for partners that are like where their partner is playing alone for the first time for like aftercare? How to kind of get through those? Cause obviously Daryl put up a barrier at first trying to process it. What is your advice for people in the, like in your scenario where your partner has gone and played alone and maybe you don't have that reconnection time? Yeah. I think it probably starts with the during as well, because if you are in a state of, you know, high emotional stress d- during the PlayStation, that's just going to escalate and continue after. So I think it actually starts with the during. If you're a person that needs to keep busy or 
you know, after you've done what Daryl said and you've explored being out of the room for five, 10 minutes and you think you're going to, you know, do this now. But during those five, 10 minutes, you were finding you needed to remain busy, you know, whether that was pouring and mixing a really uh, big cocktail or something. I think make sure that whatever it is that you're doing during that session is, is matched with your level of emotion. So if you're somebody who needs to read tarot cards and chill or, or do that, go and do that, you know, set yourself in a really a safe and happy space. If you're somebody who needs to go out and drink and party or be be amongst people or be, be with friends or go to the movies, whatever that looks like, do that because that's going to put you in that emotional state where <laughs> you're not, you know, walking around the house in circles going, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening because that's I'm, just going to escalate from there. I'm going to say it's like a bad, you know, to use, a, use a, an example, it's like a bad trip, right? A bad trip only ever starts with the bad with bad mindset going in, you know, yeah. and so the idea is here, make yourself comfortable emotionally and physically at least so that you can put yourself in the best situation to not lose your shit. In retro, in, in that uh, idea too, for the person that's, you know, sitting on the sidelines for that, that play session, that can't be held against them what they decide to go do too. If they want to go out with friends for dinner and some drinks, you can't say, well, every time that I go play, you go do this. That's how okay. they self-soothe. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, that's important to understand, you know, in our time together in non-monogamy, whenever we've had something that I've been uncomfortable with, and, and I think this is programmed through, through my childhood through to now, is that when I'm, when I'm stressed about something I'm concerned about, I generally shut down. My emotional response is to turn it off and, and to become a drone. Right. And then, and then once I've processed it, only then do I have the capability to verbalize and communicate what I felt in that moment. So I think that's something that you're probably a little more used to as well than possibly some other people. It's not my, my go-to is not let's sit and talk about this for two hours straight up front. My go-to is give me a couple of days. I need to sort process this myself. And then once all that internal looping is done, I'll, I'll give you what is actual rather than the, the initial response, mm. which may not be accurate. And also if yeah. you push him during that moment, he will get aggressive and get angry and there will be a fight. Aggressive is a pretty tough word. I there, mean, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to punch he you. He will get aggressive. I'm not going to, I'm not going to cunt punch her, you know? I mean, like in the, t- in the terms of like, you know, like there will be a response from him if you push, push, push. Um, and yes, I do know that about you. So I yeah, my, res- my response is, is generally, you're right. It's, just leave me alone and then I shut down even harder because now I don't feel like I'm safe anymore either. But to, to right. go back to your question, James, I think then the next step is to, you know, c- carry on with whatever that is that you, you know, that mindset that you were having. And if your partner is um, unreceptive to initially giving you what perhaps you need is really stepping outside of your needs and then having a, a bigger collective approach to it and saying, well, it's not just about me now, you know, just because, just because he's played solo or she's played solo that doesn't mean that the moment that he steps out of that session, that it becomes all about me. It's still about the collective, still about us. And so remembering that my needs and wants, i.e., you know, talking to him, reconnecting with him, perhaps even physically, I need to also consider what's going through his head. You know, is he ready to connect? Is he ready to talk about it? Is he ready mm-hmm. to physically connect with me? A lot of people like that reconnection sex. You know, if we'd have been in the same country, is that something that we would have desired and needed and wanted? And, you know, kind of going, going with that together. And I think that's just, just knowing your partner, knowing what you need, but also really respecting and appreciating what they need as well. Cause they, like you said, it's brand new. They're going through something too. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was, and it was almost going to the pack. That's what I kind of was relating it to was like, we like to have that, you know, the day after the, the connection time to bring it back home. If we're not super, super busy, we were able to just, you know, cuddle in bed in the morning, talk about what happened and stuff like that. But we get to relive it sooner because we're together. Right. Yeah, exactly. Whereas with you guys, some people can't do that. Some people can't sit and come together in bed. Like we know a lot of people that, you know, would go be working on like the rigs up north, right? On the oil rigs and stuff. So they, they work apart or they work overseas or they work over in Toronto. Um, the only place in Canada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, they work away for a week and then they come back for maybe weekends, right? But during those weeks, like, you know, there's technically, you know, trying to chat with your significant other and still hold connection, but you still have to want to live your life. So it's interesting because you guys do travel a lot and are apart a lot. So it's going to be interesting to see your progression from this experience to maybe your like 10th one to see how your levels of maybe Kate, now you're like, I really desire those pictures because now it makes me understand that you're safe and you're having fun, fun. right? Like, Mm. yeah. And not coming in somebody's mouth or (laughs) in somebody's eye or whatever. But Uh, and I think um, with that too, you know, if people are away, I mean, there's so many ways that you can do that. Like there's video Skype, obviously, that you can do. If you want to try and reconnect, you know, could you do a video Skype and a masturbation session together? I really um, enjoy the fact you're adding video to the front end of Skype. Fuck you. Can you Skype? <laughs> you can actually just audio <laughs> Skype, just so you know. You can just I know you audio can audio Skype. Skype, but, you know, us people who grew up in the, you know, 19th century... <laughs> Get on you, my video chat. You could just use it as that a fang dangle video chat. You know, you could also use this crazy telephone thing to have a, you know, just to have a voice conversation. You can just call voice. someone. Sorry. Voice talk. <laughs> voice talk. Voice talk. So you can have your other hand free. Right. <laughs> no, I agree. There's many ways to try and reconnect after that, but there's only one. And, and I don't think, I don't think Kate's really realized this of me yet, but I actually quite enjoy the reconnection with her. The issue is that typically after any sex session, <laughs> Kate's vagina's broken. So there's nothing, nothing for me to play with. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's getting used. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Used, used and abused. That's, uh, don't break the cookie. Yeah. Not for a while. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I like, I like you guys' dynamic of how you progressed. And I know you don't like that, Daryl, but you did progress because or you started. You grew. Or you grew or yeah. you grew oh, into no, your I mean, own space. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with the word. It's more just a, you know, that we've got we've got people who listen to us. You've got people who listen to you, and I just want to I want them to understand that uh, yeah that they they can come up to me at a party and say hey I just kissed somebody else, and that's as far as we're going, and that's all we need. It's like perfect. That's that's exactly what you should be aiming for. Go for for whatever you guys need that adds and and doesn't become a negative part of your relationship, and that's what certainly we're aiming for. And if we ever find something that provides negative, then we will never go back to that. It's it's only we're only looking for additions to our already mm-hmm. stable relationship. Yeah, enhancements yeah. absolutely. Well, and that's what I said. Like that, and that's also to your point is is like don't feel like there is a progression that you have to follow. Yes, right. Yeah. Like there, there is no set standard on how to do this lifestyle right. It's right. Like none, we'll leave those to those people to do it. Thank you guys for sharing your experience. Yeah, yeah. thank and, you so much for uh, interviewing us on the podcast and asking us some great questions. It's been it's been good. We haven't yeah. heard a lot from Tara though. Tara, do you have a Tara topic? 
Atara topic. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a new that can be a new Atara's corner stunt scenario. On, on the swinging down under podcast, I, I I love hearing you say Atara topic on your uh, podcast. So <laughs> I think I would want to know from Kate, especially what sort of things did you have to like mentally prepare for beforehand? Like where did you come from a place of jealousy with past relationships? Did you have any certain milestones that like, like you said, did you guys try out the at the same party leaving the room or something like that beforehand? Like that worked for you? And were there any things that you guys tried that didn't work for you? Yeah, I actually was a quite a jealous person. Um, even in our relationship, when we first started, I, I was um, quite jealous. And then that came from a place as it mostly does of just um, an esteem thing, a confidence thing, you know, that it was coming from obviously a very dark place of me not feeling uh, desirable and, and good enough, you know. Those demons, they can pop up, absolutely, you know, where you're you're questioning your partner's motives and questioning what, what you need and what's going to be good for you. So in preparing for that, it really comes down to a lot of self-soothing and understanding why your partner's doing it and communicating that with them and asking them the right questions. You know, if mm-hmm. somebody comes to you with a desire, don't immediately or try not to immediately just shut them down. Ask them questions and they need to be prepared to talk to you articulately about that too. If your partner comes to you and says, I want to have a threesome without you, and you immediately go on the defensive, like, why aren't I good enough? Or isn't this pussy good enough for you? As opposed to me saying, oh, okay, that's, you know, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, can we talk about what you're interested in? You know, what in, in that scenario makes it sexually interesting for you? What would that look like for you? And then your partner needs to be able to really answer those questions. So they need to come prepared and really think it out through their own uh, process what it is about it that excites them so they can answer those for me. And that was part of this, you know, journey for us as well as being able to say like, okay, like what about that makes it hot for you? What makes it interesting? What would it look like for me? And so asking myself those questions, asking him those questions helped me to process that there's nothing to be jealous about. There's nothing to be insecure about. It's just our uh, relationship and it's just something different you know not it's not necessarily something that is going to take away from our relationship or take away from who I am and my position in this relationship so that that was you know really something that we discussed and and I know now I could ask him questions until the cows come home and he would sit down very patiently with me and answer those questions and I think also is admitting we don't have cows we don't have cows admitting when you're actually feeling jealous as well you know it used to be something that I was ashamed of before we came into this journey I didn't want to say I was jealous and so because of that yeah I was hiding it Um, whereas Mm -hmm. now I have I would absolutely say hey I'm feeling really insecure right now and then this is what I need from you and him receiving Mm -hmm. that as well and some of the time you know that's as simple as when somebody says and this has happened with us when Kate says "I, I feel jealous just stopping and actually giving her a hug and saying, babe, there's only one number one here. You know, yeah. there's, there's nobody else in this. This conversation is about us. It's about mm-hmm. you and me. That's it. So there's no need for you to feel jealous about something that, for instance, is, hasn't even happened yet. You know, that there's certainly aspects of that. And you were right. I mean, when, when we first got together and even prior, I knew Kate prior to our relationship. And, um, I knew her while I was in another relationship as well. You were very, you were a jealous individual and that solely came from the fact that you didn't value yourself. And, and it was yeah. a real, it's, it's a real, actually bringing, coming into this lifestyle has actually been more of an, a, an opener in terms of your self perception because I've never, you know, you, you come into this lifestyle and as ladies, ladies give each other compliments, which is absolutely unheard of, um, outside of the lifestyle. 
unless it's of course you know something like bless your heart which is you know an underhanded an underhanded compliment anyway you know things like that are quite are quite a lot more common out i think in um in the real the, i'll say the real world outside of a non-monogamous group yeah but you know one of the things i love about this group of individuals is that when the ladies are together they will absolutely mean what they say you know you look great in that you know i never thought i'd ever hear somebody say your butt plug looks amazing but <laughs> I've heard that more than once. Yeah, now, that tail right? looks amazing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just something that you'd never you'd never think you'd ever hear. But uh, ladies are a lot more supportive in this group, which is great. And and I think they also I know Kate speaks with other ladies via text, and you know we're a long way away from some of our some of our closest friends. And her ability to bounce stuff off them as well, and get some differing perspectives, and some you know you go, babe, you get it. It's you, you're a strong, powerful woman, and Having somebody other than your partner say that is really important. <laughs> hey, Kate, I got a, I got one question for you, actually. One more. Yeah, sure. Do you think that going sort of first in the playing alone thing kind of gave you some tools to like help like mm, kind of like deal with this? That is a good Not, question. I don't want to say deal because I don't like saying deal, but you know what I mean? Like kind of learning Process how to kind of yeah. like who yeah. goes first. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think you're at, actually that's a really good point, James, because, yeah, I, it, it, I think because I was in the past quite a jealous individual, I think probably, you know, having that that uh, solo play first probably did help me because then you're not sitting there and allowing those demons to come to the forefront of like, what are they doing? What's happening? You know, uh, so perhaps that was something that actually did help me. Uh, and I, I actually, I, I hadn't even thought about it, but you bringing it up now, I think probably absolutely that was the case. You know, um, I'd taken away the stigma of it's wrong, it's cheating, it's um, – Well, you didn't take it away. You just grew through it I because grew. you, you- – you ultimately walked into that first experience with exactly that feeling. I did feel that. I thought that I was cheating on on Daryl. I was really uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I was asking him. I was saying, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm going to react. Me personally, being the person playing. So yeah, you're right. It, I probably think going first helped me to then understand it a little bit more, rather than allowing my mind to just run away with the possibilities of X, Y, Z. You know, I think probably that is yeah. definitely something that happened. I like it because it's like experience, right? You're gaining experience. Through your own experience to realize that like you know you going and playing and the stuff that you did you're like okay well they're probably around this phase of like the threesome in a sense like so you kind of knew the thought process that maybe even daryl was going through yeah yeah absolutely and that's why i knew as well to allow the time after was to just because i knew how i felt you know, after my play session, I texted because it was nighttime and it was morning here. There was a time zone, a significant time zone difference. And also I was on a plane at the time yeah. that you were playing. So I sent a message like, hey, you know, I'm now going to bed. And because I knew we couldn't talk straight away. Again, there was a disconnect with with being able to have the conversation. So I sent a message saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to bed now. Um, so he knew when he landed the plane that you know, I was sleeping, so he couldn't obviously call me. But hey, I'll call you the moment that I wake up in the morning, which was 6am. So, you know, nighttime here, we were able to have the conversation. So, you know, I think that definitely helps my journey. Yeah, absolutely. And let, let's uh, also come out and say, just be careful of the trigger words. You, you know, you've been around your partner long enough to know probably by now what They've got triggers, right? All of us have triggers that just switch us from a rational human into something, yeah. into a fire-breathing animal. So um, be careful of the be be careful and thoughtful with your verbiage in both conversation and in text. You know, and and be aware of the fact that if you have to text somebody to give them an update, there is no tone in text. 
text is is yeah. is something that people will read into whatever the hell their mindset or their their headspace is at the time and if you send something that is even remotely perceivable in in the opposite of what you're aiming you will end up with a shit fight so it, oh, it, yeah yeah it's really important that you you know in some cultures i've said this to people before in in the world of sales which is where i live in some cultures it's considered rude to not stop for 10 seconds and think about what somebody's just said to you because you process thought at about a thousand words a second and you can only speak at roughly 600. So you, you end up with this voice in the back of your head telling you things that may not actually be true. Even when you do your debrief or even your pre-brief, you know, when you're sitting with somebody wanting to discuss this, have the, have the agreement that you will stop and process before you regurgitate and, and get angry, you know, because a 10 second pause is actually quite a long time. And it, it's interesting in that it gives you time to formulate a rational thought that is not laced with, with words that will piss your partner off. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or trigger them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally feel you. That's when I, you always get in trouble through text. <laughs> like It's like the yes. one thing that like yep. really makes, yeah. cause you can't convey that tone. You can't like, I'm a sarcastic ass. So some of the things that come yeah. out of my mouth just now just sound like straight asshole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, right. Humans are designed to, to speak and listen. That's, that's our primary way of communicating. So um, add to that, the, the, the perception of body language that comes along with that conversation. At least you can get some idea of what people are thinking. Video chat's the best way to go, of course. Do your best to stay away from the things that you know are going to piss people off or even get yourself angry. You know, mm-hmm. you, yeah. I like it, man. Okay. So thank you so much, James and Tara, for interviewing us today. If you guys want to catch James and Tara, you can get them on sexuninterrupted.com. Follow their weekly show. I don't know how they do it weekly, but they manage to do it, and it's inspirational every time. So you'll be able to find their show in the show notes today. Please do go and download them, look them up online, and check out their courses and the spiritual slot by uh, Tara as well. So thank you again. James and Tara, really appreciate your time. Really do. And thanks for having us on the show. No problem. We really hope that you enjoyed that interview, that episode. If you had any comments, questions, please shoot us an email on cnd at swingingdownunder.com or get us on Twitter or any of our social media accounts. We'd love to hear from you. love to hear about your journey, particularly if you've experienced similar thoughts, feelings, or even just if you've done the solo play. We really want to get those opinions and, and hear about your journeys as well. This is about building community after all. Now, lastly, if you are thinking about going to Naughty New Orleans in July of 2020, we would appreciate if you booked through our link on our website, swingingnanodot.com forward slash naughty. It is an affiliate program. So basically what happens is when you book through our link, you of course are able to get the ticket for the same price. The difference being is that we get a kickback as an affiliate. Now we use those funds to go and purchase other things like equipment for the podcast, trips, swag etc we've got our eye at the moment on a portable case for our full uh, studio setup so our full road setup here that's our next big purchase because we did just lug our entire equipment over to Myanmar to do that episode with uh, Tristan Taramino and it was all in my backpack and there was a lot going on and the security guards actually were wondering what the hell it is now it's easier for me to explain that I'm a DJ rather than saying hey I have a podcast about ethical non-monogamy so I was a DJ on the weekend just FYI Um, I had to tell that to three different security and customs officers 
prices as I was going through the international terminal. So thank you so much again for listening to Swinging Down Under. We appreciate the hell out of you guys and we hope you have a fantastic September. We will be back soon with more episodes. The next one coming up is with Catherine and she is doing a live counselling session with us about energy and balance of your swinging style. So have a listen to that. That'll be coming up in a couple of weeks as well as a hot, steamy bonus episode. So we are going to get a little bit raunchy on one of our episodes. We're going to release that as a bonus because that is a little bit different to our normal style. So we hope you guys enjoy, but we'll be back with you soon. 